0: Welcome to LED Talk with PixelFlex, your monthly podcast where we discuss the technology and solutions helping transform spaces into immersive, dynamic, digital marbles. Hello and welcome to another episode of LED Talk, a podcast presented by PixelFlex. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. Thank you all so much for joining me. And on the line today, we have David Venus, the Chief Marketing Officer at PixelFlex. David, it's good to talk to you today.
1: You as well, Tyler.
0: And we're also joined by Will Dickey, the Director of Sales at PixelFlex. Will, thanks for joining me. Absolutely. All right. So today, we're going to be talking about the factors that affect the price of implementing an LED wall. And there are really a myriad of factors that can affect this overall cost. And today's podcast is going to focus on five of those variables that can have an effect on that overall cost of a project. And so we're going to dive in and really explain this, but... David, I want to start off and just explain why it's important for people to be aware of these factors. Well,
2: I mean, people are making a pretty uh, usually significant investment into this type of technology. So understanding, I think, the variables that go into this can really make or break someone's uh, ability or decision-making process of which route they end up going. Obviously, we know there's a lot of different types of uh, you know display technology outside of just LED, but uh, with LED seeming to be the one that's really uh, you know climbing up the ranks and the one that everybody wants right now, if you understand the variables and the things that uh, you know really make up the price or uh, you know the total cost of your screen and you know during implementation, I think it can uh, really put you in a better position to make the right decision.
0: And will just as you have these conversations with uh, customers, clients, prospective clients, how do you have that conversation where you kind of explain the different aspects of some of these decisions and how do you help them walk through the, the decision making process?
1: Yeah, you know, typically we'll start at a component level, you know, obviously specs are a big part of that process, just going through some of the different options that we offer and in some cases comparing, you know, our competitors products, uh, you know, and letting them know, you know, what. D- differentiates, you know, um, certain components from others, uh, things of that nature. Um, you know, and then from there you can get quickly get into the installation. Um, you know, those costs can vary depending on the application. Uh, then you have the processing side, you know, depending on what you want to send to the screen, how you want to send it, what you want it to do, that can certainly, you know, be a factor. Um, and then of course content, uh, is, is, uh, one of those things that a lot of people don't think about till after the fact, and uh, it's important to start having those d- discussions very early on in the process.
2: Yeah, I think uh, that also helps us understand which product lines to put people in, and, and really put the best product with the right pitch and uh, you know all the specs that really meet their needs to give them not only a cost-effective solution, but one that meets their needs today and long-term into the future as well.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point just that with these variables and with these uh, these different things that do affect cost, what you're also able to do the more variables that you have the more that you're also able to tailor a specific solution for the specific needs of any given client. I would I would assume.
1: Sure, and that's our goal here at Pixelflex is really to focus on, you know, what they're trying to accomplish, uh, not just sell them, you know, a, a particular product. We are very solutions oriented and you know that's the approach we take through this process
0: right on so will the first uh, aspect that you mentioned was componentry so why don't we start off there and uh, let's talk about some of the options that are available in this area and how they can affect cost and uh, maybe explain a little bit more about what they do and how they affect the overall product
1: sure there there are not too many components in you know in an LED video panel that's one of the nice things about the technology um, you know less things to fail, easy to service, et cetera but there are you know some definite considerations um, you know first and foremost is the LED diode the chipset there are a number of manufacturers out there in the market um, you know ranging from Nichia and Cree on the high end to some of the um, you know more cost effective um, Chinese-based companies such as Nation Star and Refund and, and some of those guys, um, you know, and and it can be very specific as to, you know, color or you know, outdoor, indoor, you know, what we, what we might recommend because believe it or not, um, you know, each one of those companies can specialize and, and do a very good job in in a, you know with a certain pitch or a certain color. Um, you know, and and we like to think that we've done our homework and, and we know what fits, you know, a given application. And then from there, you can obviously get into, you know, gold or copper wiring. Um, you know, you obviously have some some different options when it comes to power supplies. There are a number of manufacturers there. Um, <clears throat> you know, brightness is obviously a big concern when you're talking outdoor. Certain diodes and certain chipsets based on size, et cetera, can you know, offer you more or less brightness. Um, so there's, you know, definitely um, a few things that goes into to the component side of it. And like in many other industries, um, you know, some some folks are using less lesser quality components and cheaper components. And um, a lot of times their costs reflect that.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the things that you mentioned there that I think ties in really nicely to the next variable we're going to talk about is just that I think that people have to have a, a good idea of how this product is going to be used in that specific space. Uh, because like you mentioned, if it's going to be outside, you're going to want a higher level of brightness or things like that. And the next variable we're going to talk about is pixel pitch and distance of viewers. So if you have a good idea of how far away people are going to be, where they're going to be viewing the screen from, then you have a better idea of what your needs are going to be in terms of pixel pitch and, and that sort of thing. Isn't that right?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, you know, it, for for me, it, when I look at it and kind of how we approach this is, you know, we can sell, uh, you know, a myriad of products, right, to really anybody. I mean, we have pixel pitch offerings that range from sub one millimeter all the way to 100. So um, going back to kind of what Will said earlier and, and taking things on from a very uh, understanding approach where we're trying to understand what people are trying to accomplish, right? Uh, you know, we can put, you know, uh, a customer in a 1.5 millimeter screen, but when we understand how it's being utilized, where the closest viewer is going to be at any given time, uh, that will allow us to start moving some of those variables around. If the screen is going to be bigger and the closest viewer isn't going to be you know, but 25 feet, uh, you know, away at, you know, any closest point, uh, you can start to back down in resolution and still accomplish the same thing. Uh, Now, in some instances where you have uh, a screen that's going to be at, you know, eye level, say in like a corporate lobby or in a conference room, you're going to need that higher pitch because they might not have a wall that's 20 feet wide by 12 feet tall, right, to fit a larger uh, LED wall on. So, Uh, Understanding that the farther you get away from your screen, you can actually start to play with what pixel pitch goes into that specific application, which ultimately pixel pitch will uh, affect the overall price. Obviously, the higher that pixel pitch, it's going to be a more expensive solution. Uh, right now, really the sweet spot in our industry seems to be in that two and a half millimeter, uh, range where, uh, once you start to get sub that, the, the, the price of those screens tend to exponentially become more expensive. Uh, but you know, just like in the past, as we've seen the cost of screens come down over time, uh, as more of these fine pixel pitch or mini LEDs are being manufactured, uh, and more people start to make those screens, the price of those will also come down as well. But uh, just really honing in and understanding how pixel pitch and distance play play with each other, uh, it will really help you put forth a solution that fits a budget, and and allows us to make sure that we're not over underselling you in that in that uh, I guess circumstance.
0: Yeah, and I think it probably goes without saying, but the the person that is putting in, you know, that, that is uh, at the, let's say, football stadium and they want a ribbon screen kind of going along the sideline, uh, they have a different need than, like, that corporate lobby like you mentioned. And so there are going to be, um, you know, different considerations for them when it comes to, to figuring out how exactly that, what, what pixel pitch that screen should have and what works best for them.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, and just to kind of tag onto that, you know, um, as an industry, we haven't done ourselves a lot of favors. There are so many different, you know, trains of thought when it comes to what pixel pitch might be required for a certain distance or a given application. We find that in many cases, uh, you know, someone thinks that they need a much higher resolution option uh, than they actually do once we put them in front of some products, you know, and do demos and things. They, They find out pretty quick that, you know, maybe a slightly you know, lower pixel pitch, slightly lower res option will still get the job done for them.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Now, I would assume that that's a conversation that, that you get to have on a fairly regular basis, just saying, hey, look, here's, you know... Everybody has a budget at some point, and so here's what you're willing to spend, and here's what is possible. Do, do you have those conversations on a regular basis, Will, where you kind of break down these options with, with clients? Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we like to, to put a, a myriad of options in front of our potential clients, you know, because in many cases, there is, you know, um, more than one option that will get the job done for them. A lot of times, you can reduce the size a little bit to reduce the cost. Uh, As David mentioned, you do have to be careful with that because the smaller the screen, the fewer amount of pixels you're giving yourself to work with. Therefore, sometimes you actually end up having to go up in resolution as you go down in screen size. And, you know, that can kind of cancel itself out from a cost standpoint. But we, we typically can find a sweet spot between what they're trying to accomplish, budget, et cetera. Yeah, you know,
2: it, it's, it's funny, everybody's really
1: fixated on HD, 2K,
2: 4K, uh, you know, etc. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, when, when we look at it, um, obviously, the higher you get, uh, you know, or closer to one millimeter you get or sub one millimeter, the quicker you get to that HD, 2K, 4K mark. Um, And obviously there are a lot of things, you know, down the line, one of which we'll talk about later and, you know, processing and playback. But, uh, you know, understanding that people are really fixated on that and they understand, okay, well, you know, my screen or or my or my TV is 4K Um, LED works slightly different than, you know, a, a typical TV you know, screen or, uh, or a computer monitor. So, uh, you know, that's up to us. And, and Will's right. We really do try to put the right resolutions and the products in front of them where, where people don't even realize, oh, you know, I want a 1.5, but then you put a 2.5 and a 3.9 in front of them and they realize when they're standing at the same mark, well, we can absolutely uh, get away with and, and we can actually get a larger screen at the 3.9 mark Uh, and it accomplishes exactly what we want. uh, Versus if we would've went with the 1.5 mil, we would've got a much smaller screen. Um, But, you know, so all these things play together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's not a decision that that you make separate of the other variables that are included in the conversation, right? You know, you, you have to take all of these things into account and maybe give a little here to get a little here, and in the end, come up with the solution that works best for that particular project.
1: No,
0: without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was told one time by uh, somebody in the AV industry. They said. Uh, nobody has the budget that they wish that they had, right? Like e- everybody, no matter how large the budget, wishes it was slightly bigger. And so, you know, it's all about uh, finding those uh, those solutions that work best for people. And, uh, and, and that's uh, kind of why we're here and why we're having this discussion today. So um, one of the other variables that, that has to be taken into account is also just that installation and rigging uh, that, that has to go into mounting that screen. So different rooms and projects are going to require different means of getting that screen either on a wall or hung somewhere, so those decisions have to be made, and costs are associated with that as well.
1: Absolutely, and uh, you know that's one of the great things about LED. Um, you know, you can use it in a variety of scenarios. We have a, you know, different products designed for different installation methods. You know, fully front serviceable options that mount easily to a wall, um, easy to service, completely front serviceable. Uh, to options that you know, are more designed to fly that you, know, you might want to service from the rear. You can get into you know, outdoor scenarios where you, know, you have everything from you know, pole mounts to ground to the sides or tops of buildings. And it's very important to have those discussions early on in the process because the last thing you want to do is you know, put someone in a product that is going to be you know, difficult to install or service down the road.
0: Yeah, and it seems like the, uh, maybe the offerings in terms of mounting, like you mentioned, uh, are kind of increasing. So there are a lot more options, and occasionally there are options that might be more expensive or um, that seem rather flashy, but maybe it's not the right uh, option for any particular client or for this particular project. You know, h- how do you help people make those decisions as well?
2: Well, I think it just comes down to the consultative approach that we've kind of talked about, I think, since the beginning of this conversation, right? Understanding, all right, where is it going? Do you, do you have the ability to access this uh, this finalized installation from the back uh, or do you need full front access? Um, again, it just comes down to understanding what they're looking for. And, and you know, here at PixelFlex, we work through, uh, you know, a partner network. So, uh you know, our installation partners, uh, you know, we have a lot of very quality people that understand how to navigate a lot of the issues that might arise during installation, like power needs and uh, how far data is uh, uh, going to be or, or, you know, sending control and playback is going to be from the, the wall during installation. And, and those those are the people that, you know, we, we really rely on to help think through those things and make sure that the... The, the answer and the solution is correct from the, from the beginning. Because if you don't think about that stuff, uh, say you go, you know, you know, we have an integrator show up on site and they didn't think through power or they didn't think through uh, specific mounting, or the general contractor was delayed on installation. So now uh, the installation of the LED wall is now delayed, which all turns into more money on your project and comes out of your budget. You may or may not have left at that point. So, um, you know, working through a quality uh, partner or, or integrator through whatever manufacturer you choose to work with, whether it's, you know, uh, PixelFlex or even, you know, I mean, mean, we're we're talking really any uh, AVL, you know, solution. Uh, Making sure that you partner with an integrator or or installer that you feel really good about and you know that you can trust is going to make that whole process not only easier, but save you money in the long run.
0: Yeah, that's a really great point because uh, if... If in the process of installing, let's say, a large LED board on a a wall or something like that, you find that the wall doesn't possess maybe the structural integrity to hang it or to to mount it the way that you assumed that it would go, and then you have to go back and say, hey, this is going to be more expensive than maybe you originally said it was going to be, that's not uh, creating that kind of a customer experience that I think people are going to think positively on, right? Nobody likes to be told it's going to cost more money. Um, and so having those answers from the beginning and just knowing ahead of time, hey, here's how we're going to mount this and this is going to work, I think is probably something that lends itself to, to that positive customer experience that you know, leads to repeat business.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we have an engineering department here at PixelFlex that works directly with our AV integrators and resellers to help them navigate that and ensure that what we are mounting to is capable of handling the weight of whatever LED product that, that you know, we are specking And the nice thing about us is we do offer a variety of solutions from very lightweight to some of your more traditional panels that, that do tend to weigh a little bit more. So, you know we we typically can find the right solution you know for for a given application um not only based on pixel pitch and, and componentry like we've discussed but even from an installation standpoint as well
2: yeah i mean installation and rigging can be really the biggest wild card in any uh you know av installation uh, especially when it comes to video walls it tends to be one of the larger components of the entire uh you know project so um Really grasping what's going to affect uh, installation and and how that can lead to uh, costs later down the line if those things aren't thought through, uh, you know, upfront can really cause uh, a lot of issues and headaches in the process. Uh, you know, after a contract has been signed or, a, you know, you know, a job has been started. So uh, it's really our goal to, to, to deal, you know, through engineering and make sure that those those things and, and all of those wild cards are, are really dealt with upfront, so they don't pop up out of nowhere after the fact.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You want to reduce those headaches as much as possible, obviously, and that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so another factor can be processing and playback. So w- what options exist in this section and, and how can they have an impact on, on the overall cost of a project as well?
1: You know, you can get into a variety of scenarios when it comes to you know, content management, video processors, et cetera. You know, we do everything from you know, a small outdoor sign which, you know, um, a very low cost, inexpensive solution like a bright sound player or scholar, similar device, you know, does the trick just fine uh, to, you know, full blown, you know, venue and, and stadium, you know, and, and larger scale arenas where you might have, you know, a much broader video processing system um, that can handle dozens of inputs and you can send out you know dozens of different feeds and break the screens up into multiple windows etc and the price points can can really be all over the place depending on on the client's individual needs
2: really i think um to kind of you know piggyback off of that as as you tend to think outside of that 16 by nine box that, you know, everybody thinks of when it comes to video walls or, you know, displays of any type, you start to get, uh, you know, people who are very creative and want to do something unique and different, and really make a statement. Uh, You know, when you start to get beyond, you know, 4k and 6k, you, you start running into multiple processors. And that means, uh, uh, you know, more, more ports, you know, on processors, which means you have to have more than one, uh, you know, thinking about where it's located and how, how far you have to go in between the processor and the actual screen can, you know, change whether or not you're going Cat 5, uh, sorry, Cat 5 or Fiber, um, you know, and there's a, you know, there's definitely a cost difference between stuff like that, um, you know, and when you start to get extremely creative and, you know, you don't have a typical square rectangle screen, Uh, media servers and 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 playback can get extremely complicated um you know and and when you start to put some of those things in place not only do you have the hardware costs, but then you have the development costs of building the templates and uh building uh you know the actual system or or GUI as they call it right you know the 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 pretty thing people see over top of the app and everything that works behind it um can get really expensive because those people are few and far between uh especially the really good ones and it can start to drive up the costs so you know again that comes back to some of the the, the stuff we've talked through this entire process understanding what our client wants to accomplish from the very beginning will help us keep those costs under control within their budget and a solution that makes them happy
1: yeah. And I'll, I'll kind of piggyback that a little bit. Um, you know, when you're talking about resolutions and, and very creative displays, you know, many people don't grasp the fact that, you know, maybe a standard content management solution, um, you know, is not going to work. You gotta have a, you know, a video processor, a software computer that can handle, you know, that non-typical resolution and, and place the content where you want it placed. Uh, it's kind of funny. The LED industry has been ahead of the the video processing and and content management and playback game for some time. We've been able to create you know 20K LED screens for years, but it didn't mean the content existed, the video processors could handle it, and all those sorts of things. So it is it is unique that uh, you know LED has sort of been ahead of that curve, and we've we've continued to see you know, video processing companies and software developers, et cetera, you know, try and and catch up and, and offer solutions, you know, for these types of applications.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And Will, you brought up uh, content. So let, let's dive in and kind of hit the, the the fifth and final uh, factor that we're going to talk about today that affects the price of, of implementing LED walls, and that is content. Um, and, and to me, and, and you guys can can correct me if I'm wrong about this, but it feels like content Uh, It makes sense that it's the last one because it kind of ties all of these together that if in the end content is in fact king and all of that, then um, it does kind of factor in uh, what content you want to play you know matters depending on you know pixel pitch and the other factors that we 've already talked about so how can content really in the end uh, affect the cost of, of implementing an led board well it 's typically the
2: most overlooked facet of really everything that we do um, you know at the end of the day, a screen on the wall is just a screen on the wall right if you are pushing uh, subpar quality content to any display whether it 's a TV or uh, you know, an LED wall or a projection, uh, you know, a whole projection system. It, it, If it's not high quality content and you haven't thought through um, what you're trying to accomplish with that content, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I say, why did you even put that on the wall? Uh, so really think through what your content sources are and and if you don't have the ability to produce that content internally you know whether you're a corporate company putting a screen in a lobby or you're a uh you know production company that works in the you know live event touring space uh if your content is not being thought through and produced in a quality format uh i mean you're 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 really doing yourself a big injustice and discounting uh, you know the the investment you've made into a uh the led screen solution anyway.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, typically these installations or applications are, you know, on a larger scale and, and designed to be very impactful. So it's, it's very important that your content, you know, does that as well. And David's right. You know, sometimes people do miss that boat and, uh, you know, they, they don't dive into the content side of it till, you know, very late in the game. And, you know, we always recommend building your content pixel for pixel, um, you know, doing the highest quality that you can for a you know particular resolution or, you know, creative design. Um, you know, it, it is very important.
2: I mean, I would say the biggest the biggest question we get, you know, every day is, all right, how much does this cost? And, you know, it's it's really a hard question to answer because, you know, our sales team, uh, sorry, our sales team can sit here and have the conversation with you and, and say, "All right, you know, this is what you're looking at, you know, per panel or for this size wall, this is what the physical LED panel, uh, um, you know, total is going to be." But again, what are you trying to accomplish with it? We'll take that price tag from just the LED panels to a final solution, and I mean, it can range. I mean, it can be from, you know, a couple thousand bucks after the wall, right? To tens, if not, I mean, in some situations on how creative you can get, I mean, we've seen playback situations well north of six figures. So, uh, you know, everybody's probably tuning into this going, all right, cool. They're going to tell us what the price of this LED wall is, or, you know, tell us, tell us the magic formula. The, 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 I think the true answer is the magic formula doesn't really uh, exist. And that's why we approach this the way that we do. And we really try to grasp and understand and consult every customer that comes in the door. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that that consultative approach is also I- important because um, if you're, let's say you're listening to this and you were expecting to hear you know, a price total for, okay, how, how much exactly is this going to cost? Maybe you walk away thinking, okay, at the very least, I need to, consult and talk with people who know what they're talking about in this, uh, in this arena. And then I need to also maybe have a firm idea of what exactly my goals are and what I'm trying to accomplish by installing this video wall so that when I go uh, to guys like you and when I go to PixelFlex, I can say, okay, this is specifically what I'm trying to accomplish. Um, these are the answers to some of those questions. How can we make this work in the budget that I have? And, and so then you're having more productive conversations.
1: Yeah, we feel like that truly is the best approach. You know, we could certainly put some packages together and, you know, there are some, you know, quote, boilerplate sort of, you know, offerings in the LED market when you get into scoreboards and, you know, things of that nature that that tend to have a standard size. But, you know, for a lot of folks, it it really is application specific. Uh, And and we, you know, at Pixelflex feel like you know, getting those creative juices flowing and doing different things instead of the typical rectangle or square, you know, display is uh, much more impactful and can, you know, really, uh, you know, really generate a lot more interest, you know, in, in a screen than than just your standard old rectangles that we're all used to seeing.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, outside of whatever provider or really display solution you choose, right?
1: You know, we we
2: just want people to understand that. You know you really can accomplish anything uh with with i think the advances in in, in technology that we have and, and feeling confident in the manufacturer and partners that you uh pool together for for your project uh, um is going to be key to it you know key to its success feel good about who you're working with the level of service you're going to get not only now and 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 during you know that that consultation period and Uh, and, and whatnot, but also during installation after installation, uh, because if, if you don't feel good about that, most likely you're going to be in a situation a year or two down the road and, uh, you, you're, you're going to feel, uh, like you, you didn't make the right investment and it's going to cost you more money even then too. So.
0: Absolutely. Well, those are the five factors that can uh, affect the price of implementing an LED wall. And that's going to do it for another episode of LED Talk. Dave and Will, thank you guys so much for joining me today.
2: Thank you. It's a pleasure, always.
0: Thanks, everybody, for tuning into this episode of LED Talk. We'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thank you for listening.